0: Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Real estate is the perfect investment for women, especially since it balances family, freedom, and flexibility. Plus, women get better results on average than men. Put simply, women excel at real estate. Real Estate Investor Goddesses is for the professional woman who wants to create passive income streams through real estate investing so that you can create wealth, live a lifestyle you want, and make a difference on the planet you came here to make. Monique Ham created the Real Estate Investor Goddess Millionaire Prep Course to wipe away the most common myths that stop women from getting started. Plus the golden keys you need to get started swiftly and easily. Not sure if you've got the necessary resources to invest in real estate? This seven lesson course will prepare you to begin investing in your multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. Go to realestateinvestorgoddesses.com and see Monique's amazing classes and events or try her free training to get started. That's realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. Yes, that's right. This is Conversations with Warrior Women with me, your host, Liz Swadek. This is episode 52, but also episode two in our series on femininity. Today, we are talking about real estate. What does real estate have to do with femininity? Well, women need to get in the real estate game, diversify the way we earn money. And my guest today is going to tell us why common myths about what it takes to get into the real estate market are totally false. Women need to be financially savvy because just like Nellie Galan said in episode 34, we need to be self-made. And the way we do that, is by buying buildings, not shoes. You remember that episode of Sex and the City where Carrie realized all her money was in her closet. We need to stop buying clothes and shoes and start getting into real estate, ladies. So buckle up, this is gonna be a wild ride with an ending, wink, wink, you're never gonna forget. But first, UC Berkeley is teaming up with the Kindness Campaign to launch the Children's Emotional Health Needs Survey 2021. This short but detailed survey is intended to gauge the general emotional health of youth coming out of COVID. The survey is anonymous, and the data that the Kindness Campaign receives from the survey will directly inform their emotional health curriculum and programming for children. They would love to hear from you to maximize their impact on building emotional health of kids everywhere. Take the survey at... Tinyurl.com slash tkc parents. That's tinyurl.com slash tkcparents. All right, everyone. Today on the show we have Monique Hom, who is the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddesses. Don't you already want to be a member of whatever the hell that is? I do. She is an educator, an advocate for women to create real estate wealth through real estate with a mission to assist one million women to achieve financial freedom. Monique is also the number one best selling author of Real Estate Investor Goddess Handbook and Wealth for Women Conversations with a team that creates the dream, and host of the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. She is also a real estate strategy mentor, a keynote speaker, recovered attorney, avid world traveler, wife and mother of three amazing kids. Welcome, Monique. Thank you, Liz, so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you today, especially because as I told you, I am your person. I know zero. (laughs) less than zero about real real estate investing. I've always wanted to know about it. I've always thought about doing it, but it's like scary to me somehow. So I'm really kind of psyched that you're here today. This is very serendipitous. I didn't know exactly what you did when we first connected. So now I'm like, oh, wow, this is God being like, oh, hey, look who's here, Monique. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this. So we met through the Broad Network and everybody on here knows that I'm such a I am so into the female networking groups. I could join 50. I love them uh, and I love Bra Network. And we're just getting to know each other right now on this podcast. So I'm really excited. Tell me about you growing up, little Monique, and how did your parents and your life kind of affect what you're doing today?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm, doing opposite in a lot of ways of what they guided me towards. I have great parents, super supportive. I'm a first-generation American. My parents are from Haiti. They're always like, Monique, you can be anything you want. So in parentheses, as long as you're a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer. <laughs> like, It wasn't even that I was limited to that. But for them, that was the best thing they could imagine me doing, right? That was success. Yes. So of, of those choices, I chose law. I became a lawyer hated being a lawyer. That's a whole other conversation. What I did get from them about real estate was buy your own home. That was it. At some point, buy your own home. And I'd been practicing law for a few years. And I thought, well, I guess it's time to buy that home. And we're in Los Angeles. It's so expensive. Oh it's my ridiculous. God. It's, har-
0: it's horrible here. I was telling you, it scares me. Yeah. Well, it,
1: it's scary too. Yeah. For me. And even though I had a decent salary as a lawyer, I was in, you know, making six figures, low six figures, but I was in the six figures. I, I couldn't afford a house by myself. I this you, you know how it's like a starter home in a semi-decent neighborhood was upwards of six hundred, seven hundred thousand $700,000. And I had a friend who suggested that we buy a Duplex together. The original idea, was he'd live on one side, I'd live on the other side. We ended up finding this one property, though, had a larger unit and a two bedroom upstairs. And we ended up each taking a bedroom in the larger unit, renting out the upstairs, renting out our back house, renting out our basement. And I started to house hack before I knew that was a thing. I was like, oh my God, these people are paying my mortgage. That's awesome. Right. So I went to buy a house and I ended up getting like a free living situation and tax benefits. Still didn't think of it as even something to do again. Was just like a happy, happy housing situation. But when I met my husband, he had a duplex, and then we got another single family rental together. After the market crash, we started to flip houses, and then we got into then like bigger and bigger things. Now we bring groups of investors together to purchase larger properties. That's what we do. But I have a, a passion, a mission, like a divine purpose. It like a. I got this divine
0: download though to bring more women into this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, no, for real. I mean, what now? First of all, what is a house hack? I don't even know what that means.
1: Yeah. So, house hacking is basically you buy a property and then you rent out parts. So, you, you can either buy like a multi unit where you live in one and you have your tenants living in the other ones paying. For you to live there for free, or sometimes people will do it and they'll rent out rooms in their house, and also that you know as a way to have free subsidized housing and uh, and sometimes housing that makes them money.
0: Okay, all right, I'm, I'm already a house you. here. I am already going. So part of your passion <laughs> for helping women become financially free through real estate comes from kind of your own resilient journey. You you kind of started to, you you went into some of it, but it was more like the innocent great part where you just stumbled into this fabulous thing. But I know there was a time where it wasn't so fabulous, which really kind of fueled you and especially to help other women, you know, to become financially free. Can you tell me about that little stage and fun sure. bump in the road there?
1: Yeah. I had several bumps, but one uh one in particular. When when I was about five and a half months pregnant, I was still working as a lawyer at this time. I tried different things in law. Uh, maybe this firm I hated, another firm will be better. And then that, that was not much better. It's small firm. So I was in this small firm, still not liking my life, but. I just kind of had grown used to a certain level of misery. <laughs> it's just, well, isn't um, that so sad? Kind of,
0: isn't that so sad? It was yes. so sad. Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't I'm just used to the misery. I'm just going to hang in here. It's, I mean, the pools, pools were lukewarm. I could just stay.
1: Yeah. It was like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, my life's like four and a half, five. And it's kind of, it's it's hard to, nobody should live there. And now my life feels like it's a nine, 10 and I'm just so grateful and blessed. And I couldn't imagine living where I lived before, but I'd gone from like a two, three to a four, five. So it felt like an improvement. <laughs> it wasn't quite so miserable. And I just, and the salary was decent. So I probably would have stayed there. Were it not for my boss calling me into his office, I expected him to give me a bonus. Uh, instead, he fired me. And so I found myself fired five and a half months pregnant with that bump it was funny because up until like literally the week before I had no bump. I look I just looked like I was getting fat. And I was so annoyed because my sister-in-law was pregnant at the same time. And she had this perfect bump and totally looked pregnant. Um, and I was like, I just look fat. It's so annoying. And then my bump came out. I was like, yay, I look pregnant. And then I get fired. I'm like, shoot, I look pregnant. Like, who's going to hire me now? Oh, right? Dear. I was just like, no one's going to hire this like super pregnant lady. So I just decided I would wait until after I gave birth and had a short maternity leave. And then I would look for a job. Well, my daughter was born in late August of 2008. Within a month, uh, you know, here I am with a newborn, the economy is in freefall. You know, the market's tanking, nobody's hiring, people are losing their jobs like crazy. A couple months after that, my husband's graphic design business is down 90%. You know, it was super, super tough, challenging time for us. What did end up saving us, keeping a roof over our heads, were the couple of rental properties that we'd managed to acquire before that. So we had a little rent that helped us. We also ended up selling one property and we were able to take the proceeds from that. We lived off of some of it and then we started flipping houses, houses, the pricing went down, houses were on sale. And then we were, you know doing that business, I was able to actually like do more than my legal income and that, uh, my law, my lawyer income. And then we learned about bringing groups of investors together and yeah. leveraging that that's when i yeah. really really started to grow
0: yeah but in essence that really so saved that, you that little that little yeah. beginning investing right that really saved you from the crazy up and downs of what was happening
1: one of the things that i really could ask like what do i what do you really want people to to get take away from from this and especially in this time when everyone is like economically so fraught, right? I want people to take away the idea that they should create crisis-proof finances. And what I mean by that is this. So most people are taught, and if, if you imagine your finances like a table, right? Most people are taught they have, they have this table, they have one leg under their table, that's their job. Right. So they have this job and that's their that's their source of stability. So what happens when that job you lose like that leg goes down?
0: The whole Everything thing. Everything comes crashing. Yeah. Down. Yeah.
1: The whole thing collapses. And and that could be cause you got sick or you got fired, right? <laughs> or that's a global event, right? You don't know what's going pandemic. happen. We had two incomes and then we had a couple of rental properties. So we were, I lost my job and then my husband was sort of like,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, his leg was very shaky, yeah. but those rental properties helped us and we could create. So this economic, I'm, I'm so grateful now, again, we're in this really tough economic situation, but I have created so many legs under my table since then that it's, we're, we're very, very stable. All right. Like I, I, we can lose quite a few legs and we, we have lots of legs still there. And what I, what I hope people take away is that like the importance of creating legs that are, Especially ones that are mostly passive. So some people are like, yeah, I'm good. I have like three jobs, right? Or I have this business and that business, but they're all based off of you and your time, which is still like you're the you're the one thing. And if you can't do it, then psh, there go your legs. So you want you want legs that are there, but legs that aren't dependent on your time. And have lots of those. So, you know, it could be intellectual property, it could be stock dividends, real estate, you know, a business where the business is working without you, legs. So yeah. that things happen, you're stable. Mm-hmm. You are crisis proof. You're not just crisis, but you have enough legs, yeah. enough passive income streams that they it works without you at all, right? You like you don't have to trade your time for money at all to have everything covered. That is financial freedom, and that's my goal for one million women that have enough of those financial like passive income streams. So whether they they're working or not, they're good.
0: Yeah, I love that analogy. I've never heard anyone say that before. so true. If you only have one income or two incomes, you and your husband just have your jobs, that's only two legs under a table. Like, that's a really good visual for everyone to kind of understand and imagine and know that could be 100% true. Because if you're right, if one of you goes down, that table cannot stand up on one damn leg. Like, it's not going to, it's going to be rolling all over the place.
1: I was watching this thing with Sue Zorman yesterday. I was kind of upset with the advice she was getting because she was saying... Just like, okay, here's what you have to do. You have to save, 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 save. Like put, you know, you have to have like eight months plus savings in the bank. And that's definitely better to save than like be overspending. And you know, I'm not saying don't overspend, don't have any like reserves set aside. But if those people who let's say you had eight months set aside and you lost your job last April, you were at zero now. Right. Right? So a a bank account that it's it's good, but it's the percentage is so that's not passive income stream. That is not another leg. It's sort of like strengthening one leg. So it's 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 good. I'm not saying you shouldn't have any savings, but to just give that advice like that's all you need to do is put like stock money aside or drink less lattes. Like that's going to give you security. It's not true. Yeah. And that pisses me off Sorry, <laughs> when I hear that. I'm like, because that's not enough. No, that's it's not. not it does. And it's not even, it's not enough. It doesn't do the job. Yeah. It doesn't give you legs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I watched her. Yeah, I but watched that's her,
1: the advice that people give.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I watched her on visionary and she had a little webinar and it was, it was the same kind of thing. She was like, oh, you know, I don't like the way the market's looking right now. I don't like this stuff, you know, with GameStop. I don't like it. I'm not saying you should completely pull out, but you should, you better start your, make sure you have savings. You better be living within your means or underneath your means. And that's not, it's again, that's not bad advice, but you're, you're exactly right. She's scaring people out of the market. She's like, it's too scary. Then she's like, you better, you better save. And I'm like, any, anything else I could do? Like (laughs) Nothing. So so she's
1: telling people, lose one of your legs. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then like put you know, put it all into a savings account that's making nothing. you lucky, 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 one percent. If you're lucky, but most people are like at 0.25, 0.1, like it makes nothing. Yeah. So at one percent, do you know how long it would take you to double your money if you're at compounding at one percent? But what this is rule of 72. It's like 72 divided by the interest rate will give you that. So it would take you 72 years to double your money at 1%. Shut 72 up. years. Shut up. Now, if Ugh. it's at 0.25%, what like 72 divided by two, it's like 244. Like it's never, you're never, <laughs> like it does not grow. And then that's that's not even count factoring inflation. So inflation that's like two, 3%, you are actually losing money by just sticking it in the bank. And it is good to have some liquidity. I'm not saying don't have any savings. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are not putting your money to work and having it grow and keeping, you know, building legs, then you are getting, you you are making your table very wobbly. And you think that you're doing the right thing because you're following this advice, but that does not give you that real security.
0: Oh my God, you're scaring me to death! All right, let's let's move into the positives of what we can do, Monique. Before <laughs> don't I don't mean I want you to know I'm going to have an on-air <laughs> breakdown now, Monique. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, right. I know you are obviously you're a real estate investor, syndicator. You have 14 years of real estate investing, maybe more experience in multifamily homes, mobile home parks, RV parks, flipping, commercial, vacation rental. Okay, everything. You own, own over 1,300 rental units across six states. Okay, Monique, I am not you yet. You are like a dream. What is your best advice for someone like me, Monique? I'm just getting started, lady. You've kind of piqued my interest. I think maybe this is doable. You make me believe it. So what is your best advice on how to get started in real estate investing? It's a good question. And I I don't want people to I don't
1: want you to freak out. I don't want anyone else to freak out going, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do?" And there are three main reasons that like why women aren't investing in real estate or the like the three well, this is the three main excuses they say. There are other like deeper reasons too, but like one is that they don't think they have the money. Right? So whatever the money is, people always assume it's going to be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions more than they have. Right. Yeah, so there's no, this big yeah. barrier that people think, like, I can't get into real estate investing because I don't have the money or they think it's and or they think it's going to take an enormous amount of time. Like I have to to all these open houses and I have to deal with tenants and I'm, like I'm going to get, you know, and I have to do this and all, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it's like really, really time consuming. So they don't think and I get it. So my community is busy women. So we're, we're like busy. Prof- they're they they're they're working we a lot of us now are homeschooling <laughs> we're doing like it's a lot yeah. and and so people are like I can't do it because that's the time and then the other one is yeah I just I don't know if I want to be a landlord I don't want to get a call at three in the morning about a toilet I don't totally. I don't want to have to evict anyone yeah um and so all uh, like all of those are like the main those are the, the three main things that keep keep Women from like even trying, even like learning because it's like ah, the money, the time, the, I don't want to be the landlord. And then they don't even explore it. So that's why I wrote this guide, which is available on um, my website, which is investing in real estate from $1 to $1 million, investing strategies for every budget and every goddess. So in that book, I actually, I was going to be called investing from $0 to $1 million. And then one of my mentors was like, nobody's going to believe that you can invest for like $0. I was like, but I don't even
0: know $1. So there you go. (laughs)
1: Well, that's true. So I do share several strategies that are $0 strategies and even one strategy that starts at $1. Oh my God. Um, and so that was, so I, I wanted people to go, oh, this is possible for me. Right. And then I share strategies that are very, that are passive, that are very low time. Once you vet an opportunity at the beginning, you invest in it, then all you do is you wait for your money to come back with friends. So there are ways of investing in real estate that are very low time. And there are ways of investing in real estate where you do not have to deal with the three T's, the tenants, toilets, termites. You're an investor and you're making money, but you're, you're you're not having to deal with tenants. So I share 12 different strategies. There are a lot of different ways of investing in real estate It's not one size fits all, but with that guide, you can look and go, "Oh, I could do this." So one is kind of that house hacking strategy, right? So you could, and um, that that's that's one way of getting in. That is a little more time intensive, but you could start if you have a property, you could start renting out part of your property on do a short-term rental an Airbnb. So you have a unit that or a bedroom or is that so a lot of people that's how they can get started. they have they already have a property. Some people are doing that with rentals that they they you know, don't even own the property and they're able to use the property as a as a, to start generating income. That's one strategy. there there are a bunch of other strategies that you can uh, that you can do. That will allow you to get into it, and I I hope people can get that and start reading just to
0: open your mind. You kind of need to educate yourself. Is that what you're saying? You kind of need to educate yourself first about like what is actually what are, what the opportunities are and how they work, so you can know kind of which way to start going. For
1: yeah, we were talking before you hit roll. You were you'd been watching one of my webinars. I was talking about all these myths. I love always in my my trainings. I always start with. Okay, here are the myths that people have about this, right? <laughs> These are things that are, that usually keep people from going as big as they can, or even getting into the game, or even trying, or being as successful. And I, and I share those, not because, not to make people feel stupid, because I've actually believed all of them myself, <laughs> I've had to
0: bust oh, all those it. myths. I looked, I told you, every single one of the ones you mentioned, I was like, wait, that's not true? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So on all of it, and even from things like, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be just putting all my money into a bank account. And that's like the safest thing to do to,
0: you know, it's like, I don't have to invest where I live. Like there's, that's what I was going to just say to you. I live in Los Angeles. So do you, you live in LA too. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, in that story, like a starter home was $650,000 when I was starting out here. And I was like, busting my, you know what, to get that little house that was not in a great place, but I was grateful to have it. Yeah, That's kind of the big barrier that I've always had. Like I want to invest in real estate, but I'm like, how in the world would I like be able to have any control over like investing in another place? Like how does that actually work that you wouldn't have to live where you invest?
1: So there are a lot of different ways to invest, but let's say you wanted to buy houses and own the houses and, uh, but they don't, you don't want to live, you know, so I have a portfolio of uh, houses, single family houses in Jackson, Mississippi. A lot of them we have gotten, most of them we bought, we bought for under $50,000, which people in LA are like, what?
0: I mean, honestly, that's I'm not possible. <laughs> like you yeah, get, I don't even know get what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> like, that's crazy talk. You're <laughs> like, we don't, so if you, you talking buy about doors money? and windows for less than 50,000? Um, <laughs> their homes for less than $50,000. Um, I think the median home price in Cleveland, Ohio, the median home price is 52000 So there are lots of markets wow. all over this country. So, uh, when I tell my stories for people who aren't from LA, they're like, you know, and I, I don't go into the details, but they're like, how can you have a six-figure income and not be able to buy a house? What's wrong with you? And I'm right. like, because it's low six figures and like a starting place, like the, yeah, exactly. This was a seven hundred fifteen thousand dollars. The first question is, is, why the yeah. hell
0: do you live in LA, Monique? <laughs> why would you even do? That's what people ask me. They're like, why? Why do you? Why do you live here when I, I, I know. Have so the, much? Why? That's a
1: whole other conversation, <laughs> but oh, I, the I love the ocean and my family's here. So that oh, yeah, here. home is where the heart is and my family's here. So otherwise I would consider, cause you can have a much better lifestyle and places. But uh, able to manage less properties for you or like, how do you? So like, I have a, I have a property manager who's managing them for me. Okay. They're the ones that get the phone calls from the tenants. They're the ones that lease it out. They're the ones that deal with maintenance issues. They're the ones that collect the rent. And I just pay the pay the bills and then just send the profits.
0: But I, but in your scope of what you do, do you tell people how to find those people and how that all works? Because that's not something I would know. Like how, how in the world would you find a property manager, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. So that that is part of what we teach. Like, how do you pick first what you're going to invest in your asset? How do you decide where you're going to invest? Where's your location? Where's your market that you're going to do Especially if you live in a market where it doesn't necessarily make sense. There are investors in LA that, that do fine if they do certain things, but usually it's going to require a lot more money mm-hmm. to get in the game, a lot more creativity. And then, how do you build your team? So, share like, how do you, who do you need and how do you find them? So, that's what that's yeah, what we do. That's all part of your programming. I know that. And
0: um, then, what, how do
1: you finance it? How do you pay
0: for it? Exactly. What is real estate syndication? Like, how does that actually work? I've never heard that term before, but I think I know what it is after I sort of watched the webinar and was learning, but explain what that is.
1: Yeah. That was a, something new for me too. When I first heard
0: about it, I was like, that's a thing. I've only heard about TV <laughs> i known about this thing before. I'm like, I'm in LA. <laughs> it's TV syndication.
1: Yeah. So syndication can be a lot of different things, but in, in this context, just, you can think of it as a crowd funded real estate. So basically it's like, bringing a group of investors together to purchase a larger property. So we, um, we're we just doing a syndication right now. It's like several uh, buildings uh, owned, manufacturing buildings owned by a, a fencing company. So we're, we're in industrial space now, but we also syndicate apartment buildings. So we, you know, the last one we did was 250 units in Atlanta. So it's just a apartment building, We bring a group of investors together. They they put in a little a little bit, and together we're we're owners. So they have a share. You it's almost like you know you get shares in Apple stock. So they have a share in a business that run that's a real estate business, and they get a share of the cash flow, and they should get a share of the equity for doing that.
0: I love that. Okay, well, I think that's a doable idea too. Okay, so I want to know two things. Yeah,
1: that's a passive strategy. I low time. I'm into that. Yeah,
0: I'm into all of those yeah. Tell me, I need to know two things. First, I need to know how can we get started with you if we want because there is a lot of like education around this that we kind of need to learn about this. And how do we get? How can we? What's the easiest way to get started with you? Secondly, I want to know kind of like what you're working on because people like you who have all these insane, amazing processes and are always doing something amazing or have something like that. They're like percolating on, you know, they're like making it happen over here on the side that we don't even know about. So I want to know how we get started with you, what's the easiest way and what's next. Okay,
1: so how to get started. The uh, best thing is to go to my website, reigoddesses.com. I actually have a free training there. If you look under trainings, it's called how to get started real estate investing, even as a busy professional woman. Take you about um, an hour and a half. I promise it's very interesting and very enlightening. I get a lot of messages like, oh my gosh, it's like the best webinar I've ever seen. So I can't promise that. No,
0: I watched, be the best I Really, I, I told you, I felt like you made it for me. I thought you were like, hey, Liz, here's all the things you were thinking. They're all wrong.
1: <laughs> that was not my goal. I want you to do the leave going, this is inspiring. I realized that there's like a lot more laugh. that I could do
0: than I thought. No, no, it is. It is inspiring, but it made me laugh because I was like, oh shit, that's all the things I think. <laughs>
1: I do do that because those are things we think that keep us from getting in the
0: game. I told you, I'm right? the perfect so, person. I am your person. Okay. <laughs> oh God. So we go to your uh, website. We watch yeah. the webinar to get started. Yeah, do the free can training. Into, like the kind of course offerings or different offerings that you have. Yeah. Put this all in the show notes, right? Yeah. If you, yeah, if it's, if you look and if you you think,
1: I want to learn more, there's an application and then you will get on a phone call with our our team, and see if you you know joining is the right right move for you, and but there's a lot of other stuff. We have a community of a growing community on Facebook with women from like 20 countries now. It's pretty cool, and um, there's a podcast, Real Estate Masterclasses podcast, that's full of just badass women investors and they're sharing their stories and their biggest mistakes and their best advice. So there are a lot of different ways in which you can come in there. We also have an investor club. If you are interested in those passive investing opportunities, the syndications I'm talking about, you can, if you can fill it out to get into that, it's no cost. It's just to, to get access to those opportunities. So those are ways to get started. And in terms of what I'm doing now, we've been doing a lot of industrial this past uh, year. We're just right now we're buying a fencing company. <laughs> so it's like, um, and they're building, so they're going to be our tenant. So it's it's, it's called a sale leaseback. This is going to be our fifth sale leaseback since uh, we started beginning of t- uh, last year and it's basically it's a it's a company that has a facility they want to sell it so they can get the equity out of it but then they want to still use it so they go from being the owner to the tenant and as the tenant they have this triple net lease which is awesome triple net leases are great because they not only do they pay rent but with a triple net lease which is what you'll see in the commercials like retail office industrial they have triple net leases they pay rent plus they pay all the property taxes plus all the insurance plus all the maintenance wow. so if there's a if there's a toilet issue they fix the toilet if they are if there's a roof issue they fix the roofs foundation issue, they fix the foundation so it's nice because in our i don't know our our uh our pro forma, like our projected, like there's the income lines and then the expense lines. <laughs> they're, You're like, like this God is looking like, good. They're like no expense lines because yeah. that's all on the uh, on the tenant. And these are great tenants. And then we put, they have these 20 year leases. They're not going anywhere. And so no, that, that that's what like we, we've deal. been into this year.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right, yeah. well, we're, we're now, Monique, we're now at party time. Now we are going into the speed round. This is like party okay. time for you and me. Okay, let's do it. All right. What is your cocktail of choice, Monique? Vodka tonic. Ooh, I like that. It's very serious.
1: Vodka tonic with lime. Mm, I like it. I mean, I can get, you know, into other things, but yeah, that's my like- That's your main go-to. I love love a good vodka tonic. Mm, I like it. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Oh, you know, one of my favorite mantras is my timing is perfect and elegant. My timing is perfect and elegant. And that mantra is magical. I'm going to tell you this is, if you are, you're late, you're worried about time in any way, it could be like in a bigger sense of your life, but like you are, you're worried about time. You you just keep repeating that. I promise you, it's not going to make you on time, but it makes your timing perfect and elegant. So you might be 10 minutes late, but then everyone else shows up. At the same time, you do, or um it like kind of rearranges the laws of the universe. I so I've used that to get on like onto flights like I had no business getting onto because <laughs> I was so late, and I was like, "This is not gonna work." But my time is perfect. My time is perfect. Now. Like, literally literally, like person from the air but like walks me through security. Oh my like, gosh! That's like amazing. about to I'm close the gate. Like you're you're perfect. We're just about to close the doors, and I was like,
0: I "So like
1: it works." So that's magical mantra.
0: Okay. Magical timing mantra. I like it. Do mm-hmm. you have yeah. a morning routine? I do. I do. because all so these mornings, I, I swear they always have a morning routine and I, it never fails. So tell me, tell us a little bit about it. Like maybe something that we would want to maybe do ourselves. Okay.
1: So I'll tell you like the norm, the things that are probably more common and then the unusual thing that I do, which is awesome and life-changing. But but not so common. Uh, so I, I want to know that I thing wake too. up. <laughs> I know that's, that's a good yeah. one. That's the good one. <laughs> I wake up, I meditate, I work out, I write, and then I have a morning accountability pod. This is actually, it's part of my program. So we split all the goddesses up into like four. And so I, I connect with my, and then we we're rotating around. So like the three other goddesses and talk about like, what our, what are, what are, we have a monthly goal and it's like, this is what I did yesterday. And this is what I'm going to do today. It's like a 15 minute call. So do that. I have my pod call and then I go and I have a date with my husband in bed. So we have a morning, morning, love making orgasmic manifestation ritual.
0: (laughs) I think that is so, I'm sure your husband is pumped on this schedule. He,
1: he's, he likes it. So he's, he, I wake up early, he's in bed, and then I come at 7am and And we have our, we, you know, orgasm, when you're in orgasm, that is, you are at your most attractive, and I'm not talking like good looking, I'm talking in terms of law of attraction. So when we're in orgasm, the other person will like whisper or shout in their ear, like what we're attracting. So we'll be like in orgasm, it's like $10 million. (laughs) So if, if your listeners get nothing out of this interview, hopefully they'll get never waste an orgasm.
0: I mean, I think even if
1: you're doing, if it's the solo, just put into that field, what you're creating, what you want. Oh to. Oh
0: my gosh. This is a very unique answer for this question. I like it, but I like it. I I like it. Uh, <laughs> tell me what makes, well, now I don't even want to ask you the next question. Cause I think I know the answer. What makes you feel unstoppable?
1: <laughs> morning ritual,
0: <laughs> morning orgasm, orgasmic
1: manifestation. Like this is a very good thing too to start the day with orgasm. Um, you just it's it's all it's all good good stuff from there from that place of creation. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> but but it is it is also it's it's having like creating support structures around you. So I have a lot of support. and even things like all things like bra and having like great great women around and. So, yeah. And, and also I have, I have a lot of faith in a higher power and every day I wake up just saying, like, use me, just use me, uh, allow me to be a channel, speak through me, bring people to me that will most benefit from working with me. And I just kind of trust that like whatever, whoever shows up, whatever meant to happen will happen. So I feel like I have this, have the divine at my back. That's what makes me really, truly feel unstoppable.
0: I love it so much. Okay. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of?
1: Oh. I am truly proud of like the the women that I'm I'm able to help. Uh, we just had a, a, one of our events at the beginning or at the end of January and um we have an award ceremony for goddesses who've gotten deals. So it's like a goddess deal award, and and there's a financial freedom award. So women who get to financial freedom, they could So it it was just really like I'm so I'm so proud of like them like being able to be financially empowered. Um, there's this one student of mine, Jamie, who she had started last September. And then she got pregnant in the middle of the year and she was doing these deals. And I, at the end of the year, I have a, a results call with them and she was telling me how she had, this was her first child, she was having a daughter and she'd done enough deals that at the end of her, and she had enough passive income that at the end of her maternity leave, she did not have to go back to work. And she was able to just do the real estate be there for her daughter, have wow. the like be the mom she wanted yeah. to be, you know, and things were co- like all that was covered. And that, you know, she had processes to bring in more. Like it had just been a year and she'd already like created that financial freedom. And that is what makes me the most proud. Like, I just like, that's incredible. That's oh my God, that's, that's amazing.
0: Incredible. Okay. What is exciting you the most right now?
1: Okay, I am actually working with this producer on a TV show, like creating this real estate investor goddesses based show. And we're still like in early stages, but that being able to have a platform where I could reach millions and like really get that message out to more more people so much more quickly and inspire them to like start creating those legs and creating that financial freedom for themselves, that is what is exciting me the most right
0: now. That is super cool. I love that idea. That's a, I would want to see that for sure. I love that. Okay. That's, that's you you a, lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of great things going on. That's all I can say. Well, Monique, thank you so much for joining me today. It was super enlightening. You're absolutely lovely. I know why people are so attracted to you. Well, orgasm thing. But I know people are very <laughs> attracted to you because you're just like a glowing light. So it's really great. I loved having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. It was fun and it was great getting to know you. And now I feel like, you know, you even better in the broad network. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And if you can leave us a positive review, this is Conversations with Warrior Women. And I'm Liz Swanick And remember, every woman has a story. You just have to ask her. Bye, guys.